Looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of the Shred Life podcast. And we have a big one for you today. It's big. It's huge. Huge. So big. <laughs> um, it's a really, really good one. I'm still in total disbelief that this is what we're able to present to you guys today. So Dave, why don't you tell people um, one of the, aside from coaching, one of the awesome things you got to do while you were in Los Angeles this last week? Yeah. So I literally just returned. like got off a plane a couple hours ago, hence why our podcast is a bit late today. But when we first started doing this podcast, we had dreams of bringing you guys guests. And what's really cool about bringing you guys guests is it's a different outlook, a different set of experiences that can tie back to some of our key principles with the Shred Life and what we're all about. Um, and so in our wildest dreams, we had, you know, all these people we'd love to talk to and never in a million years did I ever think that our first guest on episode 13 of our podcast, 13 episodes in would be the one, the only Gunnar Peterson. I mean, so he is cool. the Hollywood hard body King. He's this trainer to the stars. I mean, from Jennifer Lopez to Stallone to the Kardashians to, I mean, the rocks worked out in his gym. It's just, this guy is the, the one that people go to when they have that role they need the body for, or when they have the championship game coming up, or they need to be in peak physical state. I mean, he's the LA Lakers strength coach. He's working with one of the best basketball teams as their strength coach. This is absolutely insane. So, you know, it just came down to, we reached out to him and said, look, we're going to be in Los Angeles. We'd love to just ask you a couple of questions if you had the time. And not only did he accept that, but he moved his schedule around to make this work. He made himself available Um, you know, for half an hour with me to really just go through and answer candidly a series of questions. He didn't want to know the questions ahead of time. He just said, brother, let's have a conversation. Just go with the flow, make it real raw, real, and just off the cuff. And I think that's more genuine. And I totally agree. It turned out fantastic. Um, So without further ado, I want to introduce the uh, audio that you're about to hear. Um, It is raw, unedited audio. It also is done outside of our studio, so the audio quality is a little bit different than we normally have in our studio. Uh, what's cool is we will actually have a follow-up with Gunnar um, where we'll do an in-person interview with him and we'll have our mobile studio go out to him. Um, so we'll both be able to do that and have a full conversation with him, which will be really cool. So this is a bit of a teaser for now, I guess. So without further ado, guys, here is our conversation with Gunnar Peterson. Gunnar Peterson is a trainer to the stars. He's the most known trainer in the world. He trains clients like Jennifer Lopez, Sylvester Stallone, Khloe Kardashian, every athlete you can think about. When they want to get the body for the role, when they want to get that peak Hollywood body in peak shape, they call Gunner. And so I'm really happy to have you. Thanks for taking the time today, Gunner, to uh, talk. Good, I'm, I'm here for you. Let's do it. All right, cool, man. So uh, I thought I'd first ask, how does a boy from Houston, Texas, become a trainer to the stars? How does that happen? Man, there were about 20 chapters in between Houston and this. So my family moved overseas when I was 12 to Saudi Arabia. I went to boarding school in Switzerland. We spent time in London. Uh, we lived in Paris. My parents moved to Normandy. I went to Duke University in North Carolina. Uh, stopped off in New Orleans for a couple of years and then came out here. So, I mean, Houston's definitely a jump off. But, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff happens in between 12 and 200, which is about how old I am now. 
Um, so when you get out here to Hollywood, how do you how did you break into that scene? How did you become the trainer you are today with the clients you have today? Uh, well, a couple things. One, I'm in the right place. You know, I get I get texts and, and emails and website hits from trainers who want to, uh, you know, air quotes, do what you do. And I'm like, well, what I do is is a lot of it is facilitated by where I am. So, um, you know, if you're looking to train athletes, you have to go into an athlete dense population. If you're looking to train uh, celebrities, you have to go into celebrities. But I would also, I would also question why you're looking to train celebrities. You know, that's right. kind of a, that's a, that's a, to me, that's a, that's a, that's a red flag, right? I, I go, well, wait, why? Is it because you think, is it because you want to rub shoulders with celebrities? Is it because you want to tell stories to the folks back home? Is it because you have another agenda, like you have a script you want to pass on and, and hopefully they'll, they'll buy the script or want to produce it or you want to star in something? I, I don't know. You have to look at why. Is it because you think attaching yourself to someone who already has the spotlight on them will allow you to bring your fitness uh, vision, your theories, your protocols to life and spread them you know, throughout the masses, then maybe that's, maybe that's a better uh, marketing approach, but just to change, just to train celebrities. I think that's a little, I don't know. I think that's weird to me. Yeah. But there yeah. I said it, I feel better. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, now going into the weight loss side of things. Now I know you struggled with weight as a kid from everything I've read about you. Um, how important was that struggle that you went through to who you are today? Um, I don't know if I was old enough to realize that it was a struggle. Uh, you know, in fairness, and I put this in, in a book years ago, uh, I, I mean, obviously I was very aware of my weight in terms of self-conscious, but way more from a vanity standpoint. I didn't ever notice anything from an athletic standpoint. I mean, I could still run and jump and play football and play basketball. I mean, never very great. I was never a great athlete, uh, Solid skier, but never anything like team sports. I never, I was never the the, the star. Um, but I just was a vanity thing, you know. Shirts and skins. I didn't like being skins. There was no way I was going to be a skin on the beach. I wore a t-shirt. Luckily, I was uh, fair skinned, light haired, so I could blame it on that. But it was vanity. And I said to my, you know, I used to complain to my mom, and she said one day, "Do you want to do something about it? Or do you want to keep complaining?" And she took me to Weight Watchers. So uh, the, the the struggle was that. I wasn't doing the right things to change it. Like I struggled to do the right things versus I was doing the right things and I was struggling to see results. I wasn't that. And I learned as I, as I paid into it, it definitely paid back. I think uh, I've probably written this somewhere. Fitness is one of the only things that everything I paid into, it paid me back uh, equally, if not more. So there was no, I'm doing all this. I don't understand why nothing's happening. Anytime I did it all, everything that was supposed to happen, happened. It was, fitness was completely fair. Absolutely. No, it's one of the most predictable things you can invest your time in. There's no guessing work. If you do the work, the sweat, if you eat right, it happens. There's no, you know, myth behind that. Um, I love that. I think that's, that's beautiful. Um, but I think I, that's, I think that comes down to taking responsibility and, and owning it. I, I won't. I'm not a victim. My kids are not victims. We don't, we just don't do that in our house. It's like, there's a, there's a reason that things happen. You put yourself in this position for that to happen. Um, you know, there, there are bad lucks and, and bad, you know, things happen and occurrences. But as a rule, if you hadn't done 
X, Y, or Z, you wouldn't be in the position for A, B, or C to have happened to you, right? And and I see that all the time. Uh, You know, when my kids are fighting, I'm like, hold up, time out. What happened first? Well, this, no, 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 go back. What happened there? What happened there? And then you, you go all the way back and you're like, right, has that not happened? Had you not done that, you wouldn't be here. And I look at that with, with fitness, with weight, and, and there's a difference between the two. And with performance and athletes, you know, if you had done these three things prior to, you would be in a better, you would have put yourself in a better position to succeed. And you have to own that. You have to take the responsibility and recognize, and you have to be able to say, damn, I didn't do that right, that's on me. It's not always yeah. pointing fingers and, and saying nobody told me. You know, or we're at the stage now where you really, the whole I didn't know thing, that's gone. It's not, you know, the information. When I started, you know, it was literally in college, it was, I was at Duke University, it was go down to the card catalog in the library, look it up, find the book, or, or go look on the microfiche. And I'm sure some people are going, what is he talking about? Um yeah. But, you know, nowadays, it's on your phone. Google it right now. It's the best yeah. bullshit meter there is. You want to know? Somebody gives you a theory. Somebody gives you, You can look that up today, right this second. So the whole I didn't know. No, you knew. You knew you shouldn't have eaten that. You know you should have trained at this time. You know you should have hydrated this way. You know you should have recovered this way. All the information's out there. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a kind of a no BS approach, which is how we do everything we do with our clients, which is a great way. Um, now, at the Shred Life, we teach... Mostly 80% mindset to 20%. Hang on, you're saying the way you do it with your clients is a great way if you don't say so yourself? Is that how you did that? Uh, kind of, I guess. <laughs> I'm just, what I'm saying <laughs> is my, my my own experience has proven that, you know, that that is the best way because I've done it. And what I love about it, and you know a little bit about your story too, because you've gone focus, focus, group, focus group of one? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, but I'm with you. I'm getting you. through uh, and getting through the struggle yourself. Like I, you know, going through yeah. the, the weight loss journey myself, I know the better approaches to deal with people. It's not all about, you know, what can I sell them or, you know, what would they buy or what's really sexy that they would invest in. It's, Hey guys, it's real. I struggle with weight to this day. Weight, losing weight was easy for me. Keeping the weight off for the last eight years has been the most difficult thing I've done because you got to keep your mind right and you got to keep at it. Yeah. So, so it's not that it's, it's not that it's easy. It's that it's so, okay. You know, the answer, it's not that it's easy to apply the answer. You still have to pull from that inner discipline. Look, I took my daughter. Uh, I took all my kids. I have a nutritionist I work with. Who's a genius in my mind, uh, also a Duke grad. So I'm a little, I have a bias, but he, you know, he looks at your blood. So he's not just throwing darts and he tells you, he breaks it down into different metabolic types, what you are more or, or less efficient at utilizing for an energy source. And I, I, I've done, I've used it for years and I've sent a million people to him and I just believe in him. I get nothing. I get no kickbacks, you know, great trainer, great dad, great husband, terrible businessman. That's a whole nother podcast. But, um, I, I had my, my kids were interested. So I said, let's go, let's sit and do it. Everybody, he looked at their blood. He broke it down. Here's where you're efficient, meaning you should eat this. You shouldn't eat this. If you do eat this, eat it at this time. And he broke the whole thing down. It was great. It was, you know, 45 minutes each kid. And, and each kid got a, a body of knowledge, right, that they were that, that was kind of dumped on them. And so now they get, a process, they get to process that and put it to use or not put it to use. When we left there, we went to have lunch. My daughter, who was 10 at the time, um, 
proceeded to order chicken fingers, fries, ranch dressing, and a side of broccoli. And I looked at her and I said, sweetheart, we just came from the doctor. I mean, you, you know what you should eat. And she goes, I know, Daddy, but I want this. And I thought, yeah. I'm completely okay with that. It's the people who eat it thinking it's all right and then victim, I didn't know. So she knows and she's fine making that choice at 10 years old. I have no problem. And if she lives her entire life like that, I have no problem with it. It's the ones who go, well, I didn't know. No one told me. So they, so they're deflecting their responsibility and they're wallowing in their misery, even though they could control it. That's where I, that's, I do throw a flag on the play there. Right. Right. So we, uh, at the shred life, we teach more 80% mindset to 20% functional work. We really push, um, you know, Nobody has a weight problem. People have problems in the world, and those problems cause discomfort, and that discomfort leads you to desire food or overeat and seek that dopamine hit or that comfort from food. And so the more, you know, unhappy you are in life and the more you ignore the facts and say, I didn't know, the more that you'll keep making the same mistakes and gaining weight. So my question for you is how important in your experience is good, healthy mental health to accomplishing peak physical health? I mean, I don't know if I can talk about good, healthy mental health, but I can definitely say having the knowledge to me is a, is a big part of the battle. Applying it and being able to call on that knowledge is, is a bigger part of it. Not everybody, to me, that takes repetition, right? Right. And you may need somebody there. Maybe that's where you step in with your life coach hat and you say, hey, time out, remember? You knew that? You forgot that? We talked about that yesterday, or you learned that. Now it's time to apply that. You know, maybe some people need that. Maybe that's training wheels until they go on their own. Maybe other people, like, if, if, if you give me six foods and you say, you can eat these three, don't eat these three, the way my mind works is, I never even look at the other three. It wouldn't even occur right. to me to order them. I would never have them in my house. I'm just that black and white guy when it comes to that. Um, someone once said to me, you have, you have, I've never seen anybody who had the discipline that you have with food. And I said, discipline? I have no discipline. Are you out of your mind? I just don't have it around. Yeah. I just don't. I just, it's not in my, it's not within reach. I'm never going to order food because I don't like the whole process of talking to somebody on the phone. Uh, I don't even know how to do Postmates. Um, and I'm probably not going to leave my house once I'm home because I've been out 15, 16 hours to, to, to go get something, I'm probably just going to do without or I'm going to make do with what's there. And if what's there is healthy, then I put myself in a position to succeed. Absolutely. But if you have a stash of cookies or chocolate or Reese's in the house, I will sniff that out like a bloodhound and destroy it. <laughs> yes, I see. Um, so moving on to training a little bit. Um, you know, training people of all different body types, but getting them in peak shape. I mean, you look at J-Lo, you look at Stallone and the work on Creed and keep working with them and uh, Chloe, Kardashian, you know, they're all different body types, but they all achieve these peak physical states for what they're after. What do you think the main attribute of someone who achieves that type of body or that type of physical health is in your experience? So the people I work with or have been lucky enough to work with based on putting myself in that position uh, by virtue of my zip code, by virtue of my facility, the parking in my facility, um, my flexibility with my schedule, my, my um, acceptance of the fact that I'm in a service business. And if somebody needs you at what would normally be an, an, um, 
irrational hour, uh, you just go. You just, I'm yeah. like, yep, I'm there. I'm in. I'll do it because that's what the people uh, I want to work with need. And so that's what I'm going to provide. Uh, I, the, what I've seen across the board from all the people who have achieved the physique they wanted to achieve and achieved it and maintained it is the work ethic. It's across the board. And I hear, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, no, oh, well, if I had a personal trainer, well, if I had a personal chef, let me tell you something, honey. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Even if you had a trainer, even if you had the disposable income, even if you had a chef, even if a studio were paying for it, you wouldn't. You're not wired the way they're wired. They are wired a certain way. They are they have a laser focus and, and they attack and they they just crush anything in their path on the way to their goal. And I love being around people like that, whether they're people you know, business people in the private sector, whether they're, um, you know, these super moms who have side businesses while they're managing three kids and still making their lunches, dropping them to school, attending all their practices and games, but they have a, a multi-million dollar business on the side of cosmetic line. Those people to me love being around them. I love seeing that because it, 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 it it's a way for me to um, eliminate any excuses I might have. You know, right. you see that and you go, if that person can do it, there's no reason I can't do it. There's no reason. Uh, anytime somebody says, well, how can you do that? When I took uh, the job of the Lakers strength coach last year, uh, someone said to me, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that with the work you already have? And I laughed and I said, do you think Chloe and, and The Rock and, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson and LL Cool J and Ryan Seacrest are the only people who could have multiple jobs? If they can do it, I can do it. It just comes down to how am I going to prioritize? What's going to be my focus? How am I going to execute? And, and and do I have the support staff and team around me? And by that, I mean, are my wife and kids behind this? Uh, are the people who work with me in the gym around it? Are the clients who I'm currently working with going to be flexible enough to allow me to get in and out of the Lakers on a daily basis for the chunk of time that I need and go to games? And so – it just comes down to planning and executing versus throwing up your hands and saying, this will never happen or, uh, or saying, I'm going to do it a minute. You don't plan a minute, then it falls apart. So yeah. if you can plan and execute and you have a good team around you and by team, I'm, you know, I'm using that for your family, your, your support cast, uh, if they're behind you to me and I, before I took that job, I sat with my wife and kids and I said, Hey, here's an offer that came. Here's what it'll mean. Time-wise, here's what it'll mean. Finance-wise, here's what it'll mean. Um, for all in, in every regard that we could predict, obviously there's some unpredictables. Are we in or are we out? And across the table, everybody's hand, we're in. Dad, you take that job. I go, it's yeah. going to mean I'm tired. It's going to mean I'm this. It's going to mean I'm that. Dad, that's a cool job. What else can you do in fitness? That's a cool challenge. Do it, do it, do it, do it. So you do it. And then you turn to everybody during the course of the year when they – you know, you were you were in Utah when I had my lacrosse game, Dad, and you just go, you knew I was going to be in Utah. Yeah. And then everybody has to go. You're right, we did. And and it and it works if you plan, it works. So you got to have a plan. Yeah, no, plan's important. When you're talking about your uh, clients, and you know, you, you, we talked about a few of them, but and, and you may not want to answer this one. You, you talked about a few of my Who is uh, who's your favorite client? You know, my, who's my favorite kid? Which one of my dogs is my favorite? Uh, 
I like the, uh, you know, everybody I have, I'm, I'm lucky I'm knocking on wood right now. Everybody I have, uh, at this stage is great. I, I don't, it's, I can't, I, I've done this for 29 years. I, I don't have people that I don't like working with. Um, I used to always take the ones that were the most difficult. And in my mind, I would frame that up and say, I'm going to make this person love fitness. I'm going to make this person love coming here. I'm going to make this person want to spend this hour with me. And I'm really going to go over the top, like to earn this. And now it's a little different. Not that I won't go the extra mile. Cause of course I will, but now I look at it. And if you're not, if you're not dying to do this, I'm probably not the right guy for you. And I'm happy to suggest someone who, who may be a better fit, someone who wants to take a different approach. But I put so much work into the prep for my people. And by prep, I mean not just writing their workouts. I had to write a different workout for every client the night before every day. Um, in terms of what I put in my gym, the equipment, you know, like I, I spent part of my kids' spring break. I took a day out and I went to a trade show, a fitness trade show. And I look at equipment and I meet with people and I, and I try to figure out what I can bring into the gym, what I can, you know, put on ice for a little while to bring it's new bells and whistles and toys. Do you need it all? No, look, we could get this done with two cinder blocks and a broomstick if we had to, but you know, you could also, you could also walk from LA to New York. It's just, let's, let's take a plane. It's easier. It's more fun. It's more efficient. Right. And so I do that with equipment and I do that with, preparing workouts as opposed to just, you know, winging it. So if I'm putting all that kind of prep and, and my personal time and my effort and stuff into this and, and you're phoning it in and you're not you're really trying to grind it in the gym, I'm not saying every workout has to be fire and brimstone, but I would definitely like there to be some effort. Um, I can't, I can't want it more than you do, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. So that, so, so that, so that means, the people who want it the most are the people who I enjoy the most. So who's my favorite is whoever's grinding that day. And, and right now I'm at a place where it's everybody, every person I have just pushes and wants it and, and comes in with a smile and hopefully leaves with a bigger smile. And, and in between there were some frowns and some swear words and some insults and digs at my parents for having birthed me. And I love, I can't get enough of that every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that we do talk about the shred life uh, that my wife and I, you know, believe in and, and work with is the law of attraction. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I, as someone who's had so much success as you've had, um, you know, especially in the training world, have you ever looked at or used law of attraction in, in your own personal development? Yeah, of course I know what it is, and, and yeah. I, I believe in it 100. percent I've seen yeah, it. I put it to use. I've seen it. Well, and that's just our theory. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, but we say, you know, if you ask anyone who is successful in their industry, anyone who has made something of their life in any shape or form, and you look up to them, you can ask them the simple question, do you know or do you believe in the law of attraction? And 100% of the time, you're going to hear yes, because it's working whether you like it or not. It's just those people who tap into it to utilize and put it to work that see that it actually works. And I don't know that I do it uh, or that I did it consciously, but I... I go after go-getters, right? So the people who are pushing it, the people who are taking that extra job, you know, when you see someone who's already got a movie career uh, make a foray into television or when you see uh, an athlete who is is trying to do uh, something from an endorsement standpoint that's never been done versus just, you know, appearing in a commercial, but they're trying to put 
a real curriculum or a product out there that, that showcases how they went from average athlete to star athlete to pro athlete. I like that versus the guy who just goes to practice, goes to the game, goes home. I like being around those people who, who push, who try, you know, if, if life is a sponge, it's the ones who try to squeeze every drop out of it. I like those people. Right. Right. That's, that's awesome. Um, and I got one last question for you. So what advice would you give someone who's tried and failed in the past so many times to achieve their fitness goals and just hasn't done it? And they're at a point where they want to, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's like one of those Instagram memes. I don't think you've tried and failed. I think you tried and learned and you, you gotta, I mean, you just keep going. It's not even like, okay, today I'm starting. I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to start on April 30th. You just, every day it's, it's like you're trying to build a beautiful house, right? That's your body. So every day you, you lay a brick down, right? If you, if you looked at the if you looked at the bricks on the empty lot, it looks like an ominous job, like no way. But you start putting the bricks down and then you have a conversation, you know, with your fellow bricklayers and, and you know, you slap some mortar, you put some more bricks and then you go home and then the next day you come back and you put some more bricks and you have some more conversation. Before you know it, you've built a beautiful structure. And then really what you're doing is just refining it. You know, you're adding more bricks, you're adding a new wing, you're, you're refining, you know, some of the mortar was a little, was a little sticking out here and there and you're smoothing it down and, and you just, it's, it's a, it's a, we are all work, a work in progress. I have an LLC called work in progress. You're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And, and you're never done. You know, a good artist knows when to put the brush down, right? Unless the canvas is infinite. And I think the canvas of our, of our fitness, of our physiques, of our health is infinite. And it's a losing battle. Look, I, you know, don't shoot the messenger, but spoiler alert, you're going to die. So the, the, the yeah. key to me is up and until that point, I want it to be as great as it can be. And if that means 20, 30, 60, 90, 120 minutes of moderate to excruciating pain in a gym or, or making some dietary choices that don't leave me a hundred percent fulfilled uh, from a palate standpoint for another 22 hours of God, I feel great today. I'll make that, I'll make that deal every single time. Absolutely. So you haven't failed. Uh, you haven't failed. I mean, well, why aren't you doing it today? Uh, your workout this morning sucks. Oh, make it up this afternoon. Go for a walk around the block, take your dog, take your spouse, hold hands, Go for a jog, do 50 sit-ups and 50 push-ups while you're watching the news tonight. I mean, there's so many ways to put another brick into that foundation. And don't stare at it every time and go, have I built it? Have I built it? Is it done? Is it? No, it's never done, dude. Just keep, just keep stacking bricks. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's, I think that's exactly, exactly what people need to hear. And it's, it's the truth because it is never done. And like I said, the, last eight years of keeping weight off and, and maintaining is, is the hardest work, but it's the work that you put in is what you get out. And I can maintain it as long as you keep doing you it. You said right? before, you said before you struggle with your weight every day. Yeah. Right. I, I would say I'm a, I don't, I don't want to say I struggle with it because I'm kicking its ass as far as I'm concerned, but I am aware of my weight every day. And I go, sometimes I've gone 16, 17 months without getting on a scale other times I get on the scale every day for a year and I play with that to see where I am. It's not always about the clothes because, you know, we shape shift. We, 
you know, depending on body composition, you change and that pair of pants that you thought fit a certain way or whatever. And then you see a photo of yourself and you go, damn, I thought I looked okay. Wow. That's apparently those are not flattering pants. And you know, you, you make those choices that's daily and you don't have to obsess over, right? You don't have to do a full head to toe body check and, and judgment every single day, but you know, check in on yourself. Don't let yourself go a week, 10 days, two weeks without, you know, holding yourself accountable. Okay, I'm here. Do I like this? If you don't like it, I mean, I can't suggest stronger or strongly enough for you to make a change. It's on you. It's on you. No one else is going to do that. Even the most honest, uh, brutally honest spouse is not going to say to you, uh, honey, today you don't look as good as you looked yesterday. That's on you to do. You know, maybe after a while or, you know, you've been in hibernation for five months, say you live in the Northeast and you, and you haven't had your shirt off from, you know, October to April and all of a sudden it's spring break and everybody hits the beach and you're like, whoa, it was apparently a lot colder winter than I thought and everybody's put on 20 pounds. Maybe then someone's going to hold you accountable. But if, if, to me, you should have been checking that at least once a week and, and making the appropriate changes and exercising some discipline. You're yeah. taking care of yourself. It, 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 again, we started this with it gives back. It gives back equally, if not more, every single thing you put into it. The rewards are just you're reaping them all day long, whether you realize or not, resistance to disease, uh, less likely to be injured, mental acuity, rate of absenteeism is down, which means possibility or, or, or chances for earning is up. There's so many things that this gives you know, above and beyond, you know, abs or butt or biceps. I mean, that stuff is all just gravy. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not important and it's not fun to, to hit those milestones, but the stuff you take for granted is just, it just pays back. I'm older. I see, I function, I feel 20 years younger than I am. Easy, easy, if not more. Right. Right. No, I think that's great. I really, uh, Really appreciate your candidness and your advice here. I think it's going to be great for our listeners. And I know I know how busy your schedule is, and that we had to move this around a little bit. But I mean, just taking the time no, to do this. I'm, means glad, a lot, I'm glad we I'm glad we made the time, and and I'm glad I'm glad I found you guys, and you guys found me, and it's it's good. Hopefully, people get out there and they realize that if if they really if they take one thing away, just know this: it's possible. Whatever you're thinking, doing to your body, trying to make happen, it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love it. So uh, thank you again for your time. I know that we'll touch base in the future and do something uh, again uh, when the schedule is a little bit better. But uh, this was, you know, incredible. And I, I really do appreciate you taking the time. So thanks, Gunnar. I'm glad, man. I'll talk to you. Take it easy. Wow. So that was awesome. Awesome, eh? So good. Yeah. Cool yeah. guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yes. So happy to do that. And, I mean, there were so many he really had my wheels turning on so many different things. But I mean, for you, when you're listening on the other side of the phone, what, what were the things that hit you the most? Yeah. So I'll tell you when I get the feels the most <laughs> during that. Right. And th there were certainly a few times when that happened, but I think the first key takeaway I had was when he just talks about taking responsibility. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and what I loved was his take, look, you know, you know when you're eating bad. You know when you should yeah. have worked out instead of staying at home. You know yeah. when you're just being lazy. You know when it's an excuse. 
But on the other side of that coin, you also know when you're doing good. You know when you're making the right choices. You know how good that feels. And you've got to hold on to that knowledge because that's the feeling, that's the drive that you should have, right? Um, now, when he talks about, you know, his his real, um, you know, what makes a difference? So, you know, if you're looking for like Jennifer Lopez's curves, you're looking for Stallone's arms, you're looking, how do these people get it? You know, are they genetically predisposed? Are they, are they just, you know, are they taking pills? Are they, mm-hmm. what are they doing, right? There must be something to give them the results. And Gunnar nails it when he says, look, at the end of the day, it's work ethic. These people have a, they're wired differently. They're wired with a laser focus. So if you really want something, I mean, really want to go after something, you have to ask yourself, what's your work ethic towards that? And are you wired with a laser focus? Because that's what it takes. These people aren't unique. They don't have a special set of skills, right? This isn't a Liam Neeson movie. Well, and I think that that's so often what people have just assumed, that they've just got this something different that allows them to be successful, that they're completely different. Yeah, I think one of the other um, great keys, just to point out real quick, is this is yet another example, as he said himself, of law of attraction at work. Someone using law of attraction who is successful and knows about law of attraction, studies it, utilizes it, even though, as he said in the beginning, he doesn't know if he was using it exactly, but he was just positioning himself and he is... You know, as he said, he he goes after people who are driven to be successful. He goes after people who just want to, you know, have that second job, take on that makeup line, take on that sports franchise, whatever it is, because he just loves being around that. He feeds off that. That's energy, guys. That's magnetic. Mm-hmm. And so what he's doing by surrounding himself with successful driven people is creating a successful driven environment for him to grow in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that. basis yeah. of law of attraction. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking about after you listened to the interview when it was done um, about at the end when he's talking about building that beautiful structure. Like he's saying, look, you haven't tried and failed. And this is the problem. The word failure builds this wall around trying again for people. And the word failure builds this, you know, real hesitation to just give it another go. And so you've tried and learned so many times instead of tried and failed. You really need to get rid of that word failed because you're not done yet. When he talks about building that beautiful structure, you know, one brick at a time, if you kept stopping to step back and look at it and judge it, you, you would never get any further than building. You mm-hmm. would tear it down and try it again. Or, or you would look at it and say, that's only how far I am. And, or if you're trying to lay a whole parking lot full of, you know, stones, like he's saying, stop looking back at it. Just keep going. I mean, there's no end in sight. This is an ongoing process. Our canvas is infinite, as he says, in how we build ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at the end, he, he just sums it up as best as I could as to it. It's possible. Whatever you want in life, whatever the body, whatever the career, whatever the relationship, whatever the financial situation, whatever it is, it's possible. And you just have to find the right tools, the right coach, the right skills, the right environment, whatever it is, what are the circumstances surrounding you? Because if you don't have what you need, the circumstance, or if you don't, if you're not where you're supposed to be at, or you're not where you want to be at in life, it's because the circumstances that surround you aren't the right ones. So change your circumstances, change your environment, change the people you're around. If they're not successful people and you keep hanging out with your old high school friends who just want to go out and drink on the weekends, look around. You're, you're the, you're the average of the top five people you hang out with. Right. Right. 
So start hanging out. If you're the smartest guy in the room, find another room Mm -hmm. because you need to be learning. You need to be growing. So really look at your environment. Have a hard look at that and make sure that you're in an environment that you can grow because as he says, it's possible. I mean, I don't think there's anyone who walks into his gym who's let off the hook without growing, without getting success because like he says, he has a choice to work with the people who are driven, the people who are successful and he doesn't work with the people who waste his time or don't give him that drive. So I want you to approach it like anyone would going into that gym. I don't think people who pay the fees that they pay someone like Gunnar Peterson walk in there and think, I had a bad day. I'm just not going to get it today. So, I mean, that's it. Just know that it's possible. Whatever you want, go out there and get it. Um, guys, we want to thank Gunnar Peterson and his whole team there at scheduling this, making this happen. Uh, it was truly an honor for me and for us at The Shred Life to bring uh, Gunner to you guys in such a personal and direct way. So thank you, Gunner. Thank um, you. Yeah, that was that was incredible. Um, if you want to know more about The Shred Life, visit our website, theshredlife.com. That's theshredlife.com, where you can learn all about what we do and who we are. As well, we have 12 episodes before this episode. They're not Gunner Peterson episodes, but I think they're but pretty they're good. they're still good. I think so. Um, so if you're new to the podcast or listening because of Gunner, then please go back and listen and, and find out what we're about. You know, we, we do, uh, talk about weight loss. We talk about life coaching. We talk about mental health. We talk about law of attraction. We talk about all those areas in there and just living a really healthy, well-balanced life. So that's it from us this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.